Hey Krishna, I welcome you all to Everyday Chant Harinam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have Her Grace Ram Tulsi Mataji to enlighten us on verse 1 from chapter 18, canto 5. Hare Krishna Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances once again. Please take over the call, Mataji. Okay, thank you, Prabhu. Thank you, devotees, devotees, for having me today. Um, I'm going to do Canto 5, Chapter 18, Text 1, but there's no purport, so I'm going to go to Text 2, because Text 2 has a purport, but I will read the, the verses for both of them. Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mati Bhaktivedanta Swami Itinamini Namaste Sarasvati Deva Gauravani Pracharine Nirvashesha Sinyavadi Pastrachana Shikarine Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mati Bhakti Sarasvati Swami Itinamini So I'll read um, so I'll read the verses and then I'll uh, I'll do the purpose also. So we're starting with chapter five, uh, text eighteen. Yes, uh, it's chapter five, chapter eighteen, text one. Shri Sukha Uvacha Tatacha Bajashbab. Nama Dharma Sudasta Kula Pataya Purasha Bhadra Vasha Vashe Sakshat Bhagavato Vasudevasya Priyam Tanum Dharmam Mayam Tarya Shibhida Nam Paramena Samadina Sanidaya Piyadam Abhigrinanta Upadavanti the translation, Sri Sukadeva Goswami said, Bhadravash, the son of Dharmaraj, rules the tract of land known as Bhadravasha. Just as Lord Shiva worshipped Sankashan in Ilavat Vasha, Bhadravasha, accompanied by his intimate servants and all the residents of the land, worships the plenary expansion of Vasudev known as Hayashira. Lord Hayashira is very dear to the devotees and he is the director of all religious principles. Fixed in the topmost trance, Bhadravasha and his associates offer their respectful obeisances to the Lord and chant the following prayers with careful pronunciation. So I look at that first, and I, I usually, when there is no purport, I don't get class on the verse, because I was told a long time ago by Jayabhita Swami that if there's no purport, don't give a class on that. But also, Prabhupada is talking about the cosmo cosmology of the year. And, but the real purpose of uh, Srimad Bhagavatam is uh, how do we get out of this material life. And um, because Parikit Maharaj, we know, just had seven days to live and he's listening to Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's really the point is how to get out of material life. And Prabhupada's describing the cosmology to show us that we are not the only beings, there are other planets and other beings. So I went to text two, and I'm going to read text two. Bhajravasha ucha om namo bhagavate dharma yatma vishodanya nama iti. Translation. The ruler Bhajravasha and his intimate associates utter the following prayer. 
we offer our respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the reservoir of all religious principles, who cleanses the heart of the conditioned soul in this material world. Again and again, we offer our respectful obeisance unto him. Prabhupada, by his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada. Foolish materialistic persons do not know how they are being controlled and punished at every step of the laws of nature. They think they are very happy in the conditioned state of material life, not knowing the purpose of repeated birth, death, old age, and disease. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita 7.15, Lord Krishna describes such materialistic persons as mudas, rascals, Namam Diskutina Muda Prapatyayansi Naradama. These Mudas do not know that if they want to purify themselves, they must worship Lord Vasudev, Krishna, by performing penances and austerities. This purification is the aim of human life. This life is not meant for blind indulgence in sense gratification. In the human form, the living being must engage himself in Krishna consciousness to purify his existence. Sapodhivyam Pachaka Yena Satvam Sadiyat. Srimad Bhagavatam 5.5.1. This is the instruction of King Rishabdev to his sons. In the human form of life, one must undergo all kinds of austerities to purify his existence. Yasmat Brahma Satyam Tva Anantam. We are all seeking happiness. But because of our ignorance and foolishness, we cannot know what unobstructed ha- happiness really is. Unobstructed happiness is called Brahma Shokya, spiritual happiness. Although we may get some so-called happiness in this material world and happiness is temporary, the foolish materials cannot understand this. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj points out, Maya Soya Baram Udvahato Bimudan, that's from Srimad Bhagavatam 7943. Merely for temporary materialistic happiness, these rascals are making huge arrangements and thus they are baffled life after life. And thus the purport ends. Om Ajnana Timalandasya, Jnana Jnana Salakaya, Shakshu Unmunitam Yena, Tasme Shri Gurbena Maha. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, Srila Prabhupada, uh, if you look at the Prabhupada, at all his writings and all his lectures, listen to it, the, the point is to get us out of this material world. And even with this purport too, uh, Prabhupada is talking about foolish people and uh, how we are under the laws of our nature, but we still, we still have no idea that we are being, we are just like, um, there's a puppeteer and we are like puppets pulled on a string in this material world. Um, so by nature's law, we have been given these bodies, right? We've been given these human bodies, and we have a higher consciousness. But instead of utilizing this higher consciousness um, for, for 
a high purpose in life, we sometimes we become creative and we construct huge buildings, huge houses. We want to accumulate more wealth, more money. We want to be better than someone else. And on and on it goes. We never seem to get enough. But um, we have no idea. We have no idea that what kind of body we will get and what are we going to accept next when we have to leave this body, okay? We might be able to construct beautiful homes and we might have a big car, we might have a, a Tesla or some huge car, some fancy car, okay? But ultimately, we're not going to be allowed to stay in this world. Everybody, everybody will have to leave, right? Even just recently, look at the queen, the queen of England. Most famous lady, and she was a, she was a good lady, and you know, pious. She listened to Srimad Bhagavad Gita. She went to the Vansi school. She accepted the garland from uh, Radharani on Radhastami. So she was a very pious lady, and she was a proper fetch, but very intelligent and very pious. But she also had to leave the material world. She couldn't stay here. Okay, she had to leave everything uh, and give up all. Give up all. She was the ruler of England, and she had to give that all up. She was yanked away from it. So just like that, we can construct a very nice home. We can have a nice car. But Krishna's not, we're not going to be allowed to stay here. Okay? We will be kicked out. Prabhupada says we'll be kicked out at any moment. And then we'll have to accept a body. And there is no guarantee what kind of body we're going to accept. Okay? So... If our consciousness is that that we um, are so inclined to a house, to a home, to a wealth, okay, so so then nature can trick us. Material nature can trick us, and and then when we leave our human body, then we might be allowed to stay in our home and uh, as a mouse or a, or a cat in that building, okay, because. We have not used our consciousness to realize God. Everything is being pulled down by the laws of material nature. And still, because we are so foolish, we are thinking we are independent. Okay? But that's not true. That's, we are not independent. We do not know what the aim of life and how nature, prakriti, is... Is playing with us, okay? So many of us, so many people, and I'm just talking for everyone, people in general, they do not know, they do not know how to protect themselves from the problems of life, okay? So many times we are so busy solving other problems, temporary problems of life, okay? We, we trying to solve climate change, uh, right now, the world is going through climate change. We're trying to solve climate change. There's political problems. Some people get up in pol- get caught up in political problems, and there's so many other problems to deal with. Okay, but really, in actuality, these are all temporary problems. Okay, we this is not the real problem of our life because the real the real problem, we actually become dependent on the laws of nature when we get caught up in all these problems. 
Okay, so really we're not independent. Some people think we're independent, but we're not because we are caught up. We're dependent on these these problems. We we on these temporary problems. We think about them all the time. That is not independence. Okay, real independence is how to get out of the clutches of these material laws, and that's our problem. Okay, what what are we doing? So that when we leave this world at the end of our life, and this is what Prabhupada is making so clear in this purport, okay, what's going to happen to us? Uh, that's why Prabhupada calls people foolish, materialistic persons. They do, they do not know how they have been controlled. Uh, they just go about doing their daily affairs, not knowing that at the end of the life, they will have to leave. They're going to be yanked out, and they have not been. They haven't prepared for it. So each of us seeks a place where I know we. Are, you know, all of us want a place where we are perfectly comfortable and happy. But yet, our bodies and this world has so many miseries built into them. Right? We we can see it happening right now. The world is going crazy. The world is not a very happy place right now. There's so many problems throughout the world. You have wars, people invading other countries. We have climate change. Now there's food shortage. And not only in third world countries, but also in America itself. After the pandemic, there's quite a bit of food shortage. There's inflation. So many problems. Okay? So how can we be happy in this world? The Bhagavad Gita states, the wise engaged in devotional service take refuge in the Lord and free themselves from the cycle of birth and death by renouncing the fruits of action in the material world. In this way, they can attain that state beyond all mysteries. This is from Bhagavad Gita 2.51. In his purport, Srila Prabhupada comments, the liberated living entities seek that place where there are no material miseries. So Prabhupada says that in the Prabhupada of Bhagavad Gita. Okay? So we are looking for that place where it's Satchidananda, right? And the only place, that place is with Krishna, our real home. Everyone is seeking a place where there are no material miseries. We all looking for that, right? Nobody wants to be unhappy and be full of miseries all the time. But we know that in this world, it's not going to happen, right? Because whatever we do in this world, the material misery. It's a fact. We have material bodies. We are in this world. There's always going to be problems. The body alone comes with its material miseries, okay? Because as long as the body exists, there's going to be misery. We have sickness. We have health problems. We are going to experience suffering. It's natural. It's the natural law of karma, right? And we just have to accept that suffering, that this is the intrinsic nature of the material body as well as of the material world. But Krishna, Lord Krishna, he establishes the position of the living entity as a non-material spiritual spark of life that emanates from him, okay? So Krishna, 
does, does let us know that we have a higher purpose. Okay, we've come from him and we have to go back to Krishna. And we are spirit souls. We are not material, right? But we have to realize that. So the purpose and ultimate happiness of the soul is in a relationship of love and service to Krishna. Okay, that's what our purpose is in life. Being an individual, the pure spirit soul has a degree of independence, right? We have given that independence. But we sometimes, we misuse that independence. We want to experience a life of independence from Krishna, right? So the living entity comes to the world of matter. That's why we come here, because we want to separate, we want to enjoy separately from Krishna. So Krishna says, okay, you want to enjoy separately from me? I'm going to send you to the material world. So when we come here, that, that living entity, it takes on various identities, right? Sometimes of a man, a woman, an animal, or a bird, and also so it could be a human and different people. Even in the human race, we see different, um, different ethnicities and different people of different color, all kinds of people. So we don't know, okay, where we're going to be. Uh, and also due to the time factor, a living entity takes on the body at the time of birth and then has to give up that body after some time too, at, at death, right? So the cycle of changing bodies at death and birth and old age, disease, are all inherent with existence. It creates so much. Just, this, just being in the cycle of... Uh, a birth, disease, old age, and death, it causes so much suffering for the pure spirit soul, okay? That's why Srila Prabhupada is teaching us to make the soul last life, somehow attain Krishna Prema and go and be in our real home, okay? Now, Krishna confirms that this material world is actually a place of misery. In Bhagavad Gita 8.16, he says, from the highest planet in the material world down to the lowest, all are places of misery, where a repeated birth and death take place. But one who attains to my abode, a son of Kunti, never takes birth again. So we can see that even the, the highest planet, right, where all uh, the demigods are enjoying for thousands of years, yeah, they enjoying, they have wonderful lives. But guess what? They also, at the end of the pious activities, they have to give up that life too and take birth again. Okay? So, and it's, unless we go back to Krishna, that's what we are in for. Repeated birth and death has to take place. Now, for a person who has faith in Krishna's words, the suffering in this world, however horrible and distressing, distressing, it's not a surprise at all, right? None of us are surprised by it. I know I'm not. Every time someone says something to me, something negative is happening, I say, oh, I am not surprised because Kali Yuga is advancing very quickly. I'm seeing it. And I would be surprised. Honestly, I would be surprised if we, if the world was starting to progress and to get better spiritually. Then I would be surprised. 
So all the suffering and, and the stress we see, it's not at all surprising, right? In fact, it can serve the tool to show us the illusion that this world, that we are in this world, okay? And actually, all, we can also then think about how we can, uh, we can attain real happiness, okay? When we think about this as devotees, when we, I know as devotees we always think about what is our real happiness. And we told this in all of Srila Prabhupada's books, all of his lectures, all of, his, all of the classes we attend, okay, what is real happiness? So real happiness opens up our hearts to seek the eternal shelter and safety of our relationship with Lord Krishna. Okay, which is far beyond the material conception of enjoyment. This is also, and that's the gist of the purpose we just read, that we want to establish our relationship with Krishna, which is beyond the material conception of enjoyment. We do not want to enjoy separately from Krishna. Now, Krishna says that a person can attain that state beyond all misery. That means that a person can achieve the spiritual world, okay? We can achieve that. We can achieve the spiritual world without any material bodies. And we can engage in devotional service to the Lord. And that, when we do that, then we attain freedom from the cycle of birth and death. We are freed from the repetition of taking on one body with both in misery after another. Uh, I think that sounds wonderful that Krishna is promising us this, okay? None of us would like to come back to this material world. Uh, I'm not inclined to come back to this material world. I would love to go back where it's such, you know, where uh, Krishna is promising that there'll be no misery and we'll be free from birth and death. Think about it. That sounds so wonderful. Anybody in their right mind thinking that they want to come back, I always think, why would you want to come back to this world? It's not, not such a nice place. Okay. The Srimad Bhagavatam states, for one who has accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, who is a shelter of the cosmic manifestation, and is famous as Mukunda, or the giver of Mukti, which is liberation, the ocean of the material world is like the water contained in a calf's footprint. Param Padam, or the place where there are no material mysteries, or Vaikuntha, is his soul, not the place where there is danger in every step of life. That's from Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 14, 58. So Krishna is saying that we should make that our goal of life, right? Param Padam, which is free from all material miseries, all suffering, which is like Quinta. And, and, and not in our world, in our world right now, our material world, there's danger at every step, right? Padam, padam, be padam. Danger at every step, Prabhupada says. Every step of, in our life, there is danger. The problem with the material world is not so much the misery that comes with it, but but well, it's actually it, it's it's the delusion that the person is thinks that he's home in this material world. That's what it is. So we, it, 
but as humans, we always want a home, right? We want a place where there won't be any misery, where the rug is not going to be pulled out from beneath us, where everything is running smoothly, where the landlord won't kick us out, where our bank accounts won't fall apart, where we won't be too hot or too cold. We are always seeking a perfect place where we can make a home and it will be good forever. We want to feel now things are just right. I have a child. I love my child. I've got my nice husband. I've got my nice wife. I've got my beautiful house. Everything's just like I wanted. But guess what, my friends? Uh Uh-uh. It doesn't stay that way. Nothing stays the same in the material world. This happiness that we feel is just a passing phenomenon, okay? It's just this world that we are in. It's just a passing phenomenon. It's not secure. It's not permanent. It's not eternal. It's here today, and it's gone tomorrow, okay? All of this can be taken away in a moment. It can be taken away from us. It's not eternal. I mean, we, can, we might have all these things, but just have to click off a finger, okay? All this can be taken away from us. So then we have to recognize that the greatest change of this material world is that we can be lulled into illusion, that thinking, this is my home, I am home, this is my happiness, this is my life, okay? Yeah, and we see that. We see around us. A lot of people think like that. I, I know that. I mean, I see it around me because I used to teach, I taught for many years, for 25 years in the public school system. And I was around people, some of my colleagues and some other people, you know, they actually thought that, that this is their they home, their real happiness, this is their life. Because they didn't have the knowledge, okay? Now, who is to blame? Even people who are trying to practice spiritual life can be loved if they are not very careful, right? They may be so tough, and just for us too, it could be a danger. We may be engaging, engaging in unfavorable activities, okay? We are trying, we, you know, spiritual life is like a razor's edge, so we are definitely, we all are trying so hard. But unknowing, we, we can also cultivate material attachments, or even we can become neglectful and not fully be conscious of what we are doing. Thus, so then our desire to render service to the Lord becomes eclipsed by our material desires. Okay? In other words, we choose to serve the illusory material energy, which is known as Maya, over service to the Supreme Krishna. So sometimes before, before we know it, we are, we are gradually pulled into the ceiling that this is my home, I have my house, my job, a nice income, everything is nice in life, okay? And sometimes when it's not going the way we want it to go, we get a huge surprise, okay? And when Krishna pulls that rug from under us, then we blame Krishna. We say to him, what are you doing to my life? Why are you doing this? We forget we forget that this material body and, and even our relationships, 
that come with it are temporary and full of misery. So sometimes when we get a shock, we get angry at the Supreme Person. Why are you making my life difficult, we ask him, okay? But actually, it's not him. He's just there watching, watching our activities, okay? It's actually we have set ourselves up for that suffering. We, we've done that by being careless, right? We have taken our relationship with, with, with Krishna lightly, and we've made it a secondary thing, a side thing, rather than the, the most important, precious jewel. That's what we should do. Our relationship with Krishna is a precious jewel, and we should nurture that relationship. We should make that relationship our everything. So we have other relationships that have become just as important, okay, or more important than our relationship with the Supreme. But there is a danger that we can get pulled into this illusion about this home business. But remember, this material world can never be the home of the spirit soul because the spirit soul is a pure spirit being, right? It is not material. So why it's not be? Because the material world is temporary and we are eternal beings. And whenever we take the eternal soul and place it in a temporary situation, then there's going to be conflict between the eternal and this material. So it's natural. We are eternal. We want an eternal home. So when we try to make an eternal home in a temporary situation, guess what? We're going to experience that suffering that comes from that when we get ripped away. And that's why, you know, sometimes we're thinking, oh, I, I just want to be happy over here. I, but everything, it's just, it's not happening the way I want it to be because this is the material world, okay? Nothing is going to be perfect over here. No matter how hard we try, there's always going to be some problems, okay? Because the fact is there's danger at every step, and at any moment we, may, we, we are asked to leave this world. This is padam, padam, be padam, okay? It's not padam, param, like the Vaikuntha. Now, in Krishna consciousness, this material world is, we compare it to a deep and dangerous ocean, which is impossible to get out of by our own power. Okay, sometimes even, even like, so we compare to an ocean, right? And, and a swimmer, you know, if you're a strong swimmer, you can swim the strong current in the ocean. But sometimes you get caught in this current and then you, you need the help of someone else, okay? So also just like that, it's not possible for us just to, to uh, get out of the ocean of material life just by ourselves. We need help, okay? And Krishna, who being the kindest and most compassionate supreme person, is always looking for out for our struggling souls in this world. Okay, because Krishna, his desire is that we ultimately reestablish a relationship of love with him. Okay, now he's... Unbeknownst to us, 
how can we get the mercy of Krishna? You're thinking, okay, how can we establish our love with Krishna? Okay. Well, there's many, many ways. His mercy comes in many shapes and forms, okay, in the soul's material journey. Krishna's, we can read Bhagavad Gita, Krishna's words in the Bhagavad Gita and other scriptures. His own pure devotees could teach his message. His form as the Parabatma in everyone's heart and various life experiences, even if painful, all serve the purpose of rekindling our lost relationship with Krishna. Okay? So there's so many ways. I mean, we can be uh, trying to rekindle our relationship. Our sadhana bhakti, we can uh, read Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. The Prophet, especially the Prophet, are amazing. As you read, you learn so much of what Krishna wants from us. The point is that we must understand that there's danger, okay? And we should do everything that enables us to transcend or be liberated from this dangerous place of birth and death. So that solution, okay, what we can do is to also immerse ourselves in devotional service to the Supreme Lord. Instead of serving our senses, right? Because those are foolish persons, as Srila Prabhupada says, only mudas serve their senses thinking that they are going to make, they're going to find happiness. Whereas we know, we have been told many times, okay, that devotional service to the Supreme Lord is our real happiness. When our love for the Supreme is there, that transports us back to the spiritual world. The world where there's no birth and death. Automatically, at the time of death, we will go to the Supreme Lord. Because that's where our love is. Where our love is, that's who we will think of at the time of death, right? So that's why it's so important. We practice sadhana bhakti. We practice chanting Krishna's name, pure name, just concentrating on his name. Okay, all of this, all these practices that we do, they are leading us actually up to our final pastime in this world. How we, we are being trained in how we'll be ready to leave this world. Okay, so that's why this is all practice to make serious preparation. Okay, the... Um, So when we think, I said, okay, who, at death, we want to focus our mind on the person that we love. And that person we love will have to be, yes, there's so many people that we love in our life, but we have to focus our longing on Krishna. That's who we want to be thinking of at the time of death, okay? Love for the Supreme Lord does not mean that we don't love others. We can love our spouses, our children, Okay? our friends, but that's different from the longing we speak of. When we speak about love for the Supreme, we are speaking about a longing that transcends and is much greater than our longing for anyone else. Because when our love for the Supreme is there, that love transports us back to the spiritual world where there's no earth and death, okay? 
Um, so when we train ourselves in the time of death, we will go to the Supreme Lord because hopefully that's what we'll be thinking of at the time of death. So that's why right now in Krishna consciousness, it's never too early to start making serious preparation, okay? People think, oh, I have much time. It's not going to happen to me, okay? And, you know, Yudhisthira Maharaj was asked by, um, by Yamaraj, what is the most wonderful thing going on? And Yudhisthira Maharaj was able to answer, everywhere people are dying and people are thinking that's not going to happen to me. So that is the most wonderful thing. And we see it even up to now. People think, oh, I'm young. I still have many days to prepare. I have more years, but that's not true, okay? Death can come in any time. We have no idea whether we're a young person, old person, middle-aged person. We have no idea when it's going to happen, okay? At any moment, it can happen. So that's why we have to make serious preparation, okay? So for most of us, we've been working for many years. We've been taking care of our families, giving to our families, but now we're in a stage of our life where the kids are gone. We have more time now, right? We don't have to do all those duties of having to cook for them and take care of them. We can take the time and use it to cultivate our relationship with the Supreme. We can cultivate our love for Krishna and focus on our relationship with him. We can really uh, focus. There should be, we don't have as much distractions anymore. Okay, this is a very special time in our life. From, from this point forward, we should be focusing on that relationship more and more. We don't need to go up. So we should be at the point of our life where we should be comfortable. We don't need to go out and make a lot of money anymore to support the family. I understand when we were young and we just married and just starting out with our families, we needed. We needed to work. We need to take care of our families because that's been the responsible thing to also take care of our responsibilities. But now that that uh, the kids have grown up, we've done our duty. We're taking care of the kids, taking care of our family. We have enough to live on. We don't need to go and focus on making more and more money because what what is the need? Okay, Chris, we've got everything. Uh, we've got what we need, so why make why should why should our focus be on just acquiring more material assets and wealth? Okay, we have what we need. Now we should just live on what we have and live simply and just focus our love on Krishna. Okay, we should not wait. We shouldn't wait and think, oh, I have tomorrow. I'll have next year. In a few years. Uh, I'll be in a better position to just cultivate my love for Krishna and just focus my love on Krishna. So our love for Krishna is actually supposed to be cultivated from the time we are born. We should be developing an attachment to the Supreme Lord. So even though we have families, our main relationship is with the Supreme Person. Okay? And family and friends should be connected to each other but the fact that we all have a common interest, right? Our common friend, Sri Krishna. He's our protector. He's our father. 
is our Supreme Lord. We worship him together, individually and collectively. We focus on our attention upon our relationship with the Supreme Lord. And in this way, our love for him is developed. Our longing for him increases. And when we, when we look at our family members and our friends, we look at them through the relationship of Krishna, okay? We think about Krishna has given me this nice husband or nice wife. Krishna has given me these children, okay? They all belong to Krishna. All my relationships belong to Krishna, and I have to take care of Krishna. They, they've been given to me by Krishna, and Krishna wants me to take care of them and to make sure that they go back to Krishna too, okay? So we have to be the nurturers and lovers uh, and taking care of our family members in relationship to Krishna, making sure that we want our dependents, our wives and husbands and our children, also all go back to Krishna, okay? So, like, in this way, our love for Krishna is developed, our longing for him increases, and we, when, we, um, when we leave this world, we know where we'll be, right? Srila Prabhupada makes it very, very clear that we have to uh, not be uh, mudas, we shouldn't be like the materialistic persons. I was listening to Prabhupada lectures yesterday, and you know, so many of Srila Prabhupada's lectures were talking about fools and rascals and mudas and how they are caught up in this material world and they don't know what is Dharma and they just get caught up in the cycle, Prabhupada said. He always makes this point in any of Prabhupada's lectures. Prabhupada makes this point. It comes down to one thing. We are caught up in the cycle of birth, disease, old age and death. What we have to do to get out of it, that's the most important point. We are in this world now. Shil Prabhupada always makes the point. What are we doing now to get out of this world? Okay. So really, we are all in prison, in a sense, right, in this material world. And this world is a prison, okay? So some of you might be thinking, oh, but it's really, it's a nice prison. Yeah, some of you, some of us have nicer cells than others, right? <laughs> some of us have nicer homes, so that's like a nicer cell than others. We have more comforts. But while we are here, we still are going to be under the laws of material nature. It doesn't matter if one cell is nicer than the other, okay? We all are going to be under the spell of material nature and under the clutches of material nature. So we should just be cultivating our love for Krishna. So when we leave this prison, sooner or later, we will go back to him, Okay? Prophet was very, very clear, okay, these problems in the material world, these are actually temporary problems, okay, we can, we can, it's not like it's a permanent problem, okay, it's not like we have uh, no shelter, not like we, it's not like we have, um, 
no hope. That's what I want to say. There is hope. Just because we're in the material world doesn't mean to say there's no hope. If we follow what Srila Prabhupada has prescribed for us in his books and our teachers teach us and we follow the instructions, then we will get out of this material world. There is hope. And because I believe in Srila Prabhupada, I know there is hope that I will go back to Krishna and establish my relationship with Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. If there's any comments or questions, I'll take them, Prabhu. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam, Algosha Shila Prabhupada, Algosha Guru Maharaj. Mataji, very wonderful class, and you mentioned about the happiness. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so um, uh, and what, like, I just want to know what is the true happiness, like, you know, how we uh, you know, experience that. You know, in a like you, uh, I mean, like I'm just a neophyte devotee, just trying to, you know, get a like you know, essence or just like you know, probably a feel like what is the true happiness, you know? True happiness. Well, true happiness comes from loving Krishna, right? When we have forgotten our relationship with Krishna, that's when we run into problems because we're thinking everything in this material world is wonderful. It's making us happy. And right now, some of us might be having that. Everything must be, might be going really smoothly for us in this material world. we given lovely homes, wonderful cars. We have tons of money. But all of this is temporary. It's just an illusion. Right? It's not a real home. It's going to be taken away from us, or we are going to be taken away from that. So true happiness is when we establish our relationship with Krishna, knowing that we are going to go back to Krishna one day when that time comes, we'll be ready to go back to Krishna. Now, how do we do that? Through sadhana bhakti, through association with devotees, okay, Sadhu Sangha is very important. Um, going to the temple. Uh, if you if you uh, um, worshiping the deities, being with the association of devotees, okay, re- making your life, making your home also a temple, and making Krishna the center of your home. That is true happiness. Okay, yeah, we have homes, beautiful homes, but we should be thinking that this home was given to me by Krishna, and this is Krishna's home. Krishna, you are the center of this home. We are just your servants, and we are here to serve you and to do whatever you want, Krishna. So when our time comes to be with you in Goloka Vrindavan, hopefully Krishna will take us back to him. So that's what true happiness is. And that's how we'll get it. If you just surround yourself with devotees, 
with uh, Sadhusanga, reading Srila Prabhupada's books, okay, listening to his classes, very important. They will, Prabhupada's books, everything, in, everything is contained in Srila Prabhupada's books, how we will attain true happiness. Thank you, Mataji. Thanks for that. Um, You're welcome, Prabhu. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dhanot for now, and Grace Krishna Prabhu. I just wanted to add uh, with a kind permission and to that question of happiness uh, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sikshastakam. Chito Darpan Marjanam Habamahada Vagni Nirvapnam Siyakairava Chandrika Vitaranam Anandam buddhivardhanam pratipadam purnam sadhanam. And that anandam buddhivardhanam I wanted to stress. So that uh, once we chant the glories of the uh, names of the Lord Hari, Harinam, then we get the anandam That Every time that uh, sea of ocean becomes uh, plenty, uh, that, uh, that uh, ocean of bliss comes plentiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wanted to uh, stress upon that and that uh, uh, Lord Krishna said about the happiness in the three modes of material nature. At least as uh, we are in the mode of goodness. Yad agre visham ivat pariname amritabhavam tat sukham raj sorry yad agre visham so you, 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 you were saying the first verse of the Sikshastakam, right? Yes, Mataji. Yes. So, and, and the first verse is, it's the Krishna Sanctum movement, right? Which cleanses the heart of all doubts. Yeah. Increase, yeah. Increases the happiness. And sorry, what, is, what else? And increases the happiness. Anandam Budhivardhanam. Yeah. The transcendental happiness, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and yeah, it increases the ocean of transcendental bliss and transcendental happiness. That's right, yes. So that's why being in um, Krishna, the Krishna Sankirtan movement, which is being with all the devotees, it does. You're right, Prabhu. Yes. Those prayers are beautiful, Sikshastakam prayers. They're very beautiful. I remember when we were, when I first joined the temple, and I was in England, I, I was in England for one year, we would say the uh, Sikshastakam prayers every morning, right after Mangalati, we would say the Sikshastakam prayers. Recite them. Beautiful prayers. Thank you, Mataji. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry. If I had mistaken kindly, please correct me, Mataji. Oh, no. People, thank you. No. It's beautiful that you mentioned it. I also wanted to... Thank you, Prabhu. That was great. Yeah, no. 
Um, thank you all so much. Thank you so much, Mataji, for the nice class and reminding us of seeking the real happiness. Uh, devotees, have any questions or comments? Please go ahead. Hare Krishna, Mataji, Ranvat Pranam. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for this wonderful Indian class. Hare Krishna. Uh, thank you, Mataji. I just have one thing to say, and that is uh, I'm going to push for people to read Srila Prabhupada's books because if you read Prabhupada's books consistently, um, they explain everything, and also listening to Prabhupada's lectures. They, it's just wonderful. It's, and Prabhupada's really... I know, and, he, and my husband and I were discussing that one thing Prabhupada makes a point he's making in all these lectures is we in this material world of birth, death, disease, old age, and what are we doing to get out of it, okay? This is our real problem. There could be so many other problems, but those are all temporary problems, Prabhupada says. The real problem is we're here now, and how do we go back to Krishna? So that's in every of Prabhupada's lecture, ultimately, it always comes back to down, down to that. We're here now, and what are we doing to get out of this interior world? Yes, Mataji. We'll try to Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I enjoyed well, it. Thank you for coming, Mataji. Your association is so important for us. Everybody's association is important for all of us. I love associating with police. Anyone else would like to ask any questions or comments? Otherwise, we can, uh, with your permission, Mataji, we can conclude today's session. Thank you.